0: Welcome to the podcast on Whitby Town Radio, sponsored by Havencrest B&B. First of all, a massive thank you to Chris and everyone at Havencrest for choosing to sponsor Whitby Town Radio for the upcoming season. We are back on our own platform for 2022-23, bringing you all of the live Whitby Town action, home and away, across the pitching Northern Premier League, the FA Cup, the FA Trophy and the North Riding Senior Cup. And we will be starting... With those pre-season games, they're fast approaching at the moment. As we speak, the uh, team back in pre-season training on Tuesday night. So we'll have some content from that coming up next week. But uh, yeah, as we mentioned, a very busy week at the Tobar Express Stadium, at the Turnbull ground. There's been a couple of incomings and a couple of new deals. Brad Fuster and Jake Hackett signing new deals for the upcoming season. But as well, those new faces are the big ones, and I'm joined by one of them right now. It is Mr Nicky Walker from Liversedge. How are we doing, Nicky?
1: Yeah, great, thank you. How are
0: you, Not too bad, thank you. Yeah, so uh, first of all, uh, welcome to the club. Um, Coming in after what was a very successful season, both for yourself and for Liversedge
2: last year.
1: Yeah, uh, personally and as a team, we we did really well. I was really happy to, to get the, the goals that I did and contribute how I did. Um, no, it was a very, very difficult decision. It took me a while to, to have a think about about what I wanted to do. But, yeah, in the end, I opted to, to move on to Whitby and ready for a new challenge,
0: yeah. Yes, yeah, I mean, uh, there was a real sort of close-run title uh, decided then, wasn't it, the back end of the season, between yourselves and Maske United. Yeah. Um going down to the last couple of games um, obviously Liversedge won it you finished top scorer 21 goals in all competitions for Liversedge um, and after a spell out injured as well so with numbers like that you must have been very pleased
1: Yeah definitely um, that was my intention at start of the season I said I wanted, wanted 20 goals um, that's my aim I think for this season as well um, and yeah I managed to, to hit that but yeah, when you mentioned the, the close running it was uh, with Mask, which I don't think's very far away from you we'll be playing next season. Um the last three games we played them, it was a bit of a whoever won I think would have gone on to win it and we managed to win there two 0 Uh I got the I got the goal that sealed it and you know, it was a great, great day. Um and yeah, just a just a really, really good season. Um I had there last year and I just wanna kick-on again this year.
0: So for yourself then, um, your role in that Liversedge team last season, we mentioned the goals, but um, predominantly playing on the right-hand side, you're a left footer yourself. Um, so you're doing a lot of cutting in from that right-hand side. Is that sort of what we can perhaps expect from you at Whitby
1: Town? Yeah, I, th- I think when I, when I spoke with the gaffer, um, I think that's what, when he's watched, watched me in games and what, watched the highlights, I think that's what Finds one of my strengths, and he wants to incorporate that into to Whitby's team, and I think he feels that you know that gel with the lads and create them, but them bonds and uh, on the pitch and make them run. And I feel like it, he thinks it'd work, and you know, I got I got a really good impression from him of how he wants to play and what and what Whitby are about, and yeah, I think then them a lot of my goals come from from the the right. Um, in on my left, but you know, I'm, I'm happy to play either side, I don't, I don't really have a preference. But, um, yeah, anywhere across the, the front line, attacking midfield is, is where I'd say I'm, I'm best at.
0: Good stuff, Nicky. Um, so yeah, in terms of the first contact coming from Whitby, then uh, when, when did that sort of first contact come from Nathan Haslam and Lee Bullock,
1: and how did they sell the club to you? Um, it come a few weeks ago, um, I think. A lot of people assumed I would be would be staying at at the Visage, um, and a few weeks ago I, I was until until some interest come and then I started thinking, you know, what's best for me and uh, what what do I want to be doing next year, um, and then eventually we started start talking a bit more. Then he, he wanted to meet and um, he made the journey down uh, to Yorkshire to to meet and. I just got a really good impression. Um, got a really good vibe from him. Seemed like a really great guy and someone that you know you I want to be working with. Um and then yeah, he he just said about the club's ambition this season and yeah, I felt felt it matched fine. Um I know you'd lost lost the top top scorer in in Hayes, um, but you know, he, he mentioned a few things, how he'd want to strengthen in different areas and yeah, it just it just sold it really well to me and um, I was happy to to have a think about it for a week or so, but I feel like I've, I've made the right decision. Yeah, obviously Whitby, uh,
0: just missing out on the playoffs last season, a seventh place finish. Um, so I assume that, um, obviously, that's been sold as Whitby wanting to go one better.
3: Mm. Yeah,
1: exactly that. Um, I think gonna, they said that they want to want to push and at least be in the playoffs next season, and. I think with the retained players, I, I already know, know Danny Rowe really well. Played with him for a few years. We were together at Rotherham and then Wickham. And I think the reason for him, same as me, is why we both dropped to non-league. I think we've lost the love, love for playing football. Um, Maybe didn't have the right look at the right times. And, yeah, I think we've both rediscovered that. And he he was another one that's um maybe influenced my decision. Um, said you know it's a great club. Everyone around the club's really friendly. It's a really good family club. Um, the supporters, the gaffers, like everyone, the lads are all class. Um, but yeah, it was them sort of things that uh, the ambition to push, push for for promotion, and that's what I want to be a part of. I think after last season, we're winning the league, same as Kevin. You know, I feel like it, the momentum from getting them wins can take it into next season and that mentality, um, I'm sure will be challenging, yeah. You're obviously a vastly
0: experienced non-league footballer now. Uh, you've been around the level for a number of years um, and you've got particularly fond memories of the Tobar Express Stadium at the Turnbull ground yourself from uh, from a game for Shaw Lane a few years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, like we spoke about earlier. Um, yeah, I think I had a good game a Tuesday night mm. as well, which I, which I guess is away team on a Tuesday night. They don't want to be making the the journey up to Whitby. But, yeah, I think, as you say, you you had a lad sent off early on and we finished up uh, winning 3-0. Despite missing a penalty, I I got a brace, which I was happy with. And I think the Whitby fans even bought with Man a Match. So, yeah, I was happy with that. But, yeah, hopefully I can spin it around and do it for Whitby this this season, yeah. It'd be good to see you do that in a
0: blue shirt rather than an opposition one, uh, Nicky. So um, I mean, looking at looking at the teams that you've played for across the level, then you know, you've you've been at Gainsborough, you've been at Buxton, um obviously Shaw Lane, as we mentioned, there. So, I mean, for, for the level, you you're sort of you'll be knowing it inside out now.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I think them three teams in in the Premier League um and I've had I've had successful spells at them all. Um I feel like I'm a bit a bit of a journeyman at 27 which I guess could be a good and bad thing but yeah like you said it, it it gives you a lot of experience. Um and I think at my age now where most people say you know you're in your prime at this age I feel like everything just comes together. Um my football understanding, knowledge of the game and um in the dressing room and and, and on the pitch and Yeah, that's what I hope to bring a bit of everything just to improve the whole team. So, uh, we
0: mentioned obviously at the top of the show there uh, Kevy Tarragad, joining the club as well from Liversedge. You've played with Kevy at Liversedge for the last uh, couple of years. Um, Talk to us about what sort of player we're getting in Kevy as well.
1: Yeah, um, he's a big six foot four, 100 kilo defender, and a bit of a no nonsense one. I think sometimes you need them, them players. I think in this league, a lot of teams look to mess about at the back, but Kevin's not one of them. Um, he likes to just get get rid, get it up the pitch, and I think for his presence as well, that's why that's why the Gaffer's brought him in. Um, his he stats he are very good from last season. He's kept a lot of clean sheets in the games that he started. Um, yeah, just and he's a, he's a really good guy. He's good to be around. Um, so, yeah, like I said, when when we met, I met the gaffer, and I think uh, when Kevin did as well. He said the same. Just got a really good feeling. Um, and obviously, we, we spoke with each other about what we want to do, and it's, it's happened to be like a, a double signing. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. And I mean, obviously,
0: Kevin getting the supporters' player of the season at Liveredge uh, last season. Yourself, you're getting a, a league accolade as well, being in the northern Premier League Division one East team of the season
1: yeah, yeah, I've seen that a couple of days ago something something that I set myself at the start of the season um i think with it, with a mani- the opposition managers voting for it as well um you know it's it's a good it's a good uh bit of recognition it uh, shows that they when you played against them they was quite worried about you or, or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I'm really happy to get in that. Just just good acknowledgement and, um, yeah, something something that I aim for this season as well.
0: Good stuff. Uh, yeah, all that remains to be said then, welcome to the club, Nicky, and thank you very much for joining us
1: on the podcast. Thank you. Great to be here. And thanks again.
0: That was the Whitby Town new boy, Nicky Walker, talking to myself, Paul Connolly, on the podcast here on Whitby Town Radio, sponsored by Havencrest. B and B Whitby, Liam Ryder caught up with Nathan Haslam earlier this week. He had a good long chat with Nathan, talking about new signings next season. And he started off by talking about Marcus Giles' new contract.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think with Charles, I think I think the penny dropped um, as the as the season kind of come come to the end. Really, more than anything. I mean, when we first signed him, you know, we had a, a season cut short started the um, last season very, very well for us in the absence of Brad and, and kept his place. And, and as you get with young players, there was a dip in form for, for one reason or another. And, you know, he had to be patient. There was a lot of frustration there, as you get with young lads at times when they're not in the team. Um, but he come good at the end. He, he come good at the right time, I think. And he showed us and he showed me exactly the reason why uh, I brought him into the football club, because there's, there's an abundance of ability there um and and he's very raw. Um but there's 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 a player there that can develop and I still believe he, he can he can play to a to a higher level than where we're at. So chuffed we've got him back on board. There the was interest from other clubs. Um it's good that he um you know he thinks that his his future is at Whitby uh, with me and Bully and he's um we're looking you know for him to to get off on the front foot in pre season. And, um, you know, we want more performances like there was at South Shields. If he does that, he's going to have a, a very, very good season for Whitby and for himself. Uh, but that's that's the year moving forward. Yeah, and obviously you mentioned that about that South Shields game and as well early,
2: earlier on at the start of the season, um, it was often Jacob Hazel and Marcus Giles that yourself and Bully um, opted to go with up front. And there it was... You know, showing those the striker instinct wasn't he, just being on the end of balls into the box and being in the right place at the right time. So, you know, we have we have seen exactly what he is capable of in front of a goal.
3: Yeah, it's it's listen, it's confidence and and you know, go back to, to obviously my playing days, it's when you kind of know you're, you're starting games of football, it it just lets you relax a little bit. Um and I think I think we we got that from Giles at the start of the season, but football's not playing sailing I think when it didn't quite go his way um, when he you know he he'll he probably be the first to admit it. Prescott Cable's away in the in the FA Cup he, he missed the penalty and it, it was only it was a penalty miss but he really let that get to him on the day um, and from that point he, he he's formed dipped a bit you know and I'm, I'm sure he would admit that himself and he had to go through the the kind of mental challenge of, of trying to break back in the team and um, he found that quite hard but this and all footballers have got to go through that, especially when you're younger. Um, and, you know, thankfully, you know, he really did get his head down uh, in the second half of the season, um, following his, his second sending off. Um, worked hard, got his fitness right, and, you know, he showed that at the end of the season. So, again, I think we're in for a decent season, Gilesie.
2: Yeah, and uh, obviously the you know the big news this summer was uh, the departure of Jacob Hazel going up to Darlington, and I think with him gone, um, it's a chance for the likes of Marcus to try and you know perhaps get his uh, regular starting place in the team and uh, be you know be the star man this season.
3: Yeah, well, even even if Hazel was still with us, everyone's got a, a fresh start in pre season, and I can't emphasize it enough that any player that comes into the football club or is already part of the football club, if, if you come into to pre season. And you're at the ground running and you're showing your form in the you know in the in the pre-season friendlies, well. You are staking your place in the team. Um so everyone's off on a level footing. Um, so it, it it's one of those. He's you know, there's him and Fuchs at the moment who would be the recognised out and out strikers. We know that charlesy he's got the flexibility of playing in the positions behind and, and out wide as well. Um but yeah, he's you know, there's there's an opportunity there for him um to take his place in the team.
2: Yeah, so going from uh, the younger end of the uh, footballing career to a uh, more senior end, but Jonathan Franks, obviously a, a player that was bought in uh, just after the last time you uh, appeared on the podcast. And, um, you know, he's there, really experienced player and uh, certainly a player that can bring quite a bit of quality to the side as well.
3: Yeah, well, obviously, Franks has been a very, very good player in his time. He's, he's played quite a lot of games in the Football League. He's, he's played abroad. And um, when he came back to this country... Um, He'll have certainly been a player I would have been interested in had the opportunity to come along, but he he signed for his hometown club in Stockton. Um, Stockton, again, very ambitious, and they went through a, a recruitment period of signing a, a lot of home based Stockton players, uh, players who'd been away played at a higher level, um, and that was because they wanted to push through the leagues. and Franks, he was a part of that. Um, but when you know, when I heard he, he could potentially be available, um, the first thing that came into my head, just like what you've said there, is He's got undoubted quality, um, but he's 32 now. He's still he's still relatively young, but we're we're looking at his. Um, we've got a player there, but we've got a player who can pass a lot of experience on to uh, the younger lads as well. Um, and Franky, at some point in the future, I'm sure he wants to make a step into coaching. Um, he'll get he'll get some experience of that through me and Lee. We'll we'll see a different way of working to to what he's had with. His previous managers, so again, it, it's just good for his football IQ, really, to look at another way of of how, of how managers managing non-league more than anything, because he's had plenty of managers at pro level. Um, so yeah, it will, you know, he'll certainly help us. I've got no doubt about that. He'll have a huge contribution throughout the season. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to getting him through the doors in pre-season, and you know, for for all that experience to come out and you know, help 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 the team.
2: Yeah, and uh, what sort of influence do you feel he can bring to um, those younger players, particularly in the attacking areas of the pitch? Because, you know, obviously, as you mentioned, uh, great experience, and if he's got those ambitions to go into coaching in the future, he could sort of start the now, even if it means being on the pitch at the same
3: time to do that. Yeah, well, the, the, these lads who have had, you know, have had football league careers and being professional footballers, they've they've got a hell of a lot of experience of of dealing with many different players, if you like, and... I think I think the big thing is with any young player. We've just touched on Gilesy last last season about the the mental challenges. Um, Frank's Frank'sy can you know as, as a player in the dressing room, a senior player, you know for any lads, not just the younger boys, but any boys who who might not be in the team at, at one particular point, and you know the the kind of questioning themselves. He's that kind of shoulder there to to talk to, and it, it's it's a massive part of the game. It's a massive part of the game, so. That for me is one very important aspect of what Franksie can bring, but on the pitch, yeah, he's talking. He, he certainly knows how to move, where players should be. Um, and I, I've got no doubt when he's on that football pitch, he'll be doing a hell of a lot of talking and helping all the team. Yeah, and uh, now we're moving to a couple of uh, new signings that have been announced in the last
2: couple of days. Um, obviously, Jonathan Frank's one of those, but um, a couple from just uh, starting off with uh, Kevi Taron Gabso And... Um, player there who I know that obviously through this, this off-season we've had to be patient in terms of recruitment but um, he's certainly a player that's got a few people talking um, given his obviously defensive record at said last season and the fact he was their supportive player of the season as well so, so what sort of qualities do you think he can um, bring us to Whitby Townside next season?
3: Well aside from being a a great human being he's a, he's a, he's a really really nice lad when he steps over that white line he's, he's an absolute man mounting he, um, he's an out and out defender he is one of the most aggressive players I've seen at this level, um, and he's—he's he's, like I say—he's a, he's a physical presence on the football pitch. So any any striker that's going up against uh, Kevin next season, they're going to be in for a very very hard physical time, um, and it's it's something that you know with with Ritson being out, um, obviously for for quite you know he's going to be out for quite a while yet with his with his ACL injury. We're not expecting him really back. To be available for us until to two, well 2023, um, it leaves us already with uh, Johnny Byrne and uh, Danny Rose, the recognised centre half. So it was imperative we needed to bring um, another centre half in. It gives us great competition, getting three great centre halves there for this level. And um, like I say for Kevy, it's 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 pure pure defensive work, and 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 it, this league demands it. He demands it. So it's um it's going to be one of those next season he'll he'll be a physical presence in both boxes but first and foremost he's there to defend and i've got absolutely no concerns with that because that that's what the boy does yeah
2: and we're seeing a couple of comments already as well saying that he just looks like he's got the potential to be a fan favorite round here and that if that's anything that'll drive him on and uh, as you mentioned a nice lad off the pitch as well um it's got potential for a really good uh, relationship between himself and the Whitby town fans
3: I've got no doubt about what he will do obviously I've I've met him a few times now Um, I've sat down with him at great length and spoke to him Um, and he, he certainly will be a fan's favourite the way he applies himself but like I say I, I can't emphasise it enough to, to come to this football club you've got to be a certain fit Um, and that's obviously so we're we're a team in harmony and he's a he's a total team player Um, there's there's absolutely no doubt about that so He'll, uh, it'll be great for us in the changing room. It'll be great for him, obviously, in the, in the team. Um, and like you've just said, um, I'm fairly fairly sure he'll be a fan's favourite as well. Yeah,
2: and then uh, the next signing, it came in also from Liversedge. Um, other end of the pitch there, this one, uh, winger Nicky Walker. And um, again, a player that Liversedge in particular would be uh, really disappointed to lose, but their losses is our gain, you would definitely say. And again, one that you've had to be patient with, um, but at the same time, uh, you know, what a signing he is and, Again, another quality player on the ball, and the sort of player that could have caused some real problems for a lot of teams in the division.
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you have hit the nail on the head there. I mean, one of the things we identified last season was we were heavily reliant on uh, on Ayers obviously scoring the goals. The, the stats don't lie; um, that's what it tells us. And we need goals from from other areas of the football pitch, and um, we've we've certainly got that with Nicky. Um, I mean, you know, he scored. 24 goals in all competitions I think for Liversidge last season and that was probably missing five or six weeks injured as well he was was, you know he wasn't too far behind the boys at Mask who had a phenomenal season as well so to to score that many from the wings kind of indicates how prolific Nicky can be Um, it's 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 our job now obviously stepping up a level um, to give him the freedom to, to to go to where he does best in the final third and you know, whilst I'm certainly not expecting uh, 24 goals from the wings in, in our league, um, I think Nicky will, will have a massive contribution, both scoring goals and assisting. Um, great with both feet, predominantly left footed, um, but he's, um, you know, he, he, he takes it with his right foot as well. The footage will, will show you that. So he's, he's going to be a big part of what we do next season, obviously. Um, and like I say, he's another great lad. Um, fits fits the mold of what we're after within a within a team and, and looking for a team player um so yeah it's I'm, I'm really excited with Nicky
2: yeah and once again a theme occurring here but um more experience that it brings to the side obviously played in a number of clubs throughout non-league and uh, had a spell abroad as well um but as well you know got to bear in mind he's only 27 still so he's still got plenty of years ahead of him in the game
3: and possibly we've got him at the peak of his career yeah, you could you could say that. I think um, I first became aware of Nicky when he was at Rotherham. We're going back quite quite a lot of years, and since then he's he's kind of found his feet. You know, in non-league he's played at decent level, Conference North. He's been in and around kind of our level, um, and and this is what happens sometimes with footballers. The the kind of I'm not saying he, he lost love of the game, but at Liversidge, he found he found the club where he he produced his best football, and and that's off the back of obviously two years of COVID, which. Has delayed a lot of a lot of young boys in the careers. Um, so Nick Nick is in flying form, and like I say, he's, he's played at, he's played at a decent level. Uh, like you've just said there, I think we're we're getting him at the peak of his powers. He's matured as 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 a you know from a a young scrawny winger. Now he's 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 still quite slight, but he knows the game physically now. He's a very very fit boy, um, and he's 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 had his best season. Um, Obviously scoring goals, and the only other thing I can compare that to was obviously Hazel. You know, we signed him from the league below. We signed him at the peak of his powers off a brilliant season with Frickley. Um, so yeah, we've we followed a you know probably a similar pattern with with Nicky, and hopefully you know hopefully he uh, he hits the ground running and you know he's he he does what he can do.
2: I think as well, especially given the fact that Liverpool said you just got promoted into the same league as Whitby. Um, how big a coup do you think it is the fact that we managed to get both players, um, tied down, you know, from
3: potential rivals in the division next season? Well, from my own point of view, it's it's massive to you know for Whitby to be able to entice, um, to to very very good players uh, from a obviously a championship winning team last year. They've tasted success with that team, um. You know, Whitby's, you know, they're going to have to travel a bit to get to Whitby, which, which is another indication of, of the boys and and obviously the ambition at the harbour because, you know, as a, as a football club, we, we're we not going to be, we're not obviously aiming for mid-table. We're, we're aiming to be successful next year and they want to be a part of that. But, you know, no doubt about it for Liversidge, it's not for me to talk about them. But, you know, a huge blow to, to, to lose those kind of players because, like you say, Kevy was part of a, of a, of a team that kept something like 24, 25 clean sheets. Man Mountain, Defender of the Year, he he got voted in, in one category, I think. And then they've lost 24 goals in, um, in Nicky Walker. Um, you know, I think they're the highest scorers in the league. So Liversage had a, listen, a, a cracking season last season. And a lot of that was based on physicality, bullying teams, and and letting the guys at the top end of the pitch, yeah, Nicky Walker being one of them. Uh, letting them loose and doing the damage and you know they've had a, a great season and pit master the title so yeah it's it's a loss for them but I've got no doubt you know they'll have their fingers in some pies and you know they'll they'll be looking to replace them Um so again they're going to be a strong force next year but for us for us it's you know two, two great signings and two signings that are certainly going to strengthen us.
2: Yeah and uh, something as well that's sort of being a new trend over the last couple of years really with players coming into Whitby is that over the years we have tended to sort of go for players from the northeast, um, you know, as far as Newcastle, sort of Minnesota area. Um, obviously we saw with Jacob Hazel, Jamil Ibel coming in from the Leeds area, same with Kevy and Nicky here. And obviously, you know, former scout yourself um, and you still go out there go watching players on a regular basis now. Um, you know, what, do you think there's sort of a bit of a change in approach, and given the circumstances, that there's so many northern sides in the the league
3: now that you've got to go a bit further afield to try and bring players in? Without a doubt, I think I think the biggest thing is now with, with northeast football, it's it's thriving in the sense of the clubs are clubs are continually being be promoted now from the northern league. Um, with that comes, obviously, uh, more ambition. Um, bigger, bigger kind of salaries, if you like, demanded by players. And it seems to be that, you know, all players now, all the decent players are, you know, the club, all the Northeast clubs are going for the same players, and, and what happens with that, it rises stock, it rises value. And, and certainly from my own point of view, I, I, I don't think there's a lot of value anymore within the Northeast collectively, um, because everybody's kind of bidding for the same players. Players rightly so use it as an auction to, to get the most money that they can. And then what you're doing is you're going away from the, you know, the, the real kind of um, aim of, of getting players to come to the football club because they want to play for Whitby Town Football Club. All of a sudden it becomes whoever offers the most money. And for me, that's not, that's not the way that we want to do things. So, um, yeah, we've cast the net a little bit further. Um, you know, Whitby, we're right on the coast, the North Yorkshire coast. Um, so it's 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 always hard to recruit players based on the on the travel because um, it doesn't really matter where you come from you're going to be traveling some kind of distance um, and we, ju- we just tend to find that there's there's good value there in West Yorkshire um, South Yorkshire if you like as well um, East Yorkshire for that as well but it's it's players who you know we're wanting players that are hungry to to come and win things and we've we've certainly done that with uh, with Nikki and uh, Kevy. Um, but yeah, it's it's another marketplace that we'll explore, and like I said, we'll we'll see how we go with that. But we're continually looking for players, you know, and and certainly moving forward, you know, we'd never discount the northeast, but certainly this preseason, it's it's you know, it's been very hard based on the the financial side of things.
2: Yeah, but as well, another benefit is the fact that you've got in Nicky and Kevy two good friends off the pitch as well. So that's instantly, you know, you've got that that travel link there straight away in terms of the car sharing, which is again is always a big help and to the club as well because it can, you know, cut down costs for our part of you as well,
3: I suppose. Yeah, listen, it, it, it's all part of the the thinking for me and Bully. Uh, what we're looking for, and um, you know, it's important that when you when you put these players together, that you know they, they do get along because they're obviously going to be. In the in the same car schools, if you like, um, that'll kind of add to the Aaron Haswell car school, and you know we're we're probably looking at bringing a, another player in as well between now and, and obviously getting in for pre season. So it's one of those for us, you know, it's certainly a, a step forward for us. Uh, but at the moment, everything's kind of down on paper. It's all hypothetical. We, you know, we're visualizing. Obviously, these are you know great signings, but ultimately, it's not about one or two or three players, it's about collectively as the does the team gel. Um and that's what preseason's there to do. So it's it's mine and bully's job now to to get these players to gel. Um work a, a system, if you like, and a plan A and a plan B and even a plan C to a point. Making sure all the boys are on board and taking that into the first game of the season. And that, that, that's where it's about now we've got to we've got to really get these players to gel and, and play in the way that we want to play. Yeah, and then uh, coming back now to a couple more new
2: contracts that um, recently announced. Uh, obviously, Jake Hackett um, is the first one uh, we are him to go out. And with him, obviously, a big season for him potentially, because we've seen the quality and we've done well to obviously keep him the fact that we had a couple of other clubs sniffing around him. But for him personally, yeah. obviously, you know, we've seen him play midfield, but as well, most of the last season playing at left-back, um, if Josh Uka had to fill at centre-half for injured players or was unavailable oh. himself. Now that he's uh, obviously departed the club, um, potentially a big season for Jake coming up.
3: Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Hacks. Um, he's a young lad. He's, he's gone through a a mental process, which most Academy lads uh, go through when they, when they do get released. And I think Hacks last season did well for us. He did well. Um, but I think there's a hell of a lot more in the locker for him. I really do. And I think this is the season where he's got over that mental side. Now he's acclimatised himself to, to the level he knows what's required. Um, but yeah, Jas moving on. It's it's not a case of Jas moving on. So Jake's got a great chance now. Jake would have been pushing Jas anyway this 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 pre-season because like I say he'll come back a at a kind of different level to what he was last season. Um so for him for him now it's again opportunity knocks. You've got no doubt he's gonna come in pre-season, he's gonna smash that because he's naturally a fit boy anyway. Um but yeah, it's it's all about hacks now in the in the ground running on the front foot and establishing himself as a as a first-team starter, if you like, making the, certainly the left-back position his own. We know he can play centre midfield. There's nothing to say that we won't be moving him into midfield. But again, we're going to be looking at systems, obviously, through the summer. Um, but certainly, as things stand and, and looking at how we kind of move forward with Hacks last season, particularly left-back position, he never, ever let us down. FC United been an, an excellent, um, outstanding performance for him. Um, it's, it's just about taking that into next season now for him. But another player that, you know, if he, can, if he can hit the ground running and perform as I think he can and develop his game and progress, there's no reason why Hacks can't go to uh, to high levels. So, you know, fingers crossed for him.
2: And, uh, you know, a good player, obviously, vers- versatility a big part of his game, but as well his ball playing skills, uh, something that we can really make the most of, particularly in those uh, set-piece areas with his corner deliveries and uh, just set-pieces in general, really.
3: Yeah, well, listen, last last season we, you know, we I think as far as set pieces go, we we it's not that we had an issue, but I, I don't think we had enough collective quality throughout the team on the set pieces. Um, Hacks this season, obviously, and he's had his season, obviously, um, to to kind of mentally get get ready for it. But I like to see him take ownership next year on the set pieces because you're right, he's got a wonderful left foot. Um, you know, And that, that's what it comes down to. And I think you want to get that with experience, to be honest with you. There was a few times last year where Hayes was just scoring the goals that he did. He like took the free kicks off him. But Hacks next season just needs to stand up, um, be a little bit more dominant and, and get his foot on the ball, really. But aside from him, we've obviously got Griffiths there, who was who, great with it. We've got uh, Nicky Walker now, who can take him with his left or his right. So we're going to have options next year on set pieces. And again, it's it's for us to to look through pre and and find out what works for us and what doesn't. Yeah, and then
2: the the final new contracts uh, going to be announced uh, and a big one as well in the attacking areas. Uh, Brad Fuster, um, obviously you know last season he, he probably didn't score the numbers that it, he would have personally hoped for. Um, but we saw a couple of years ago, obviously before you came to the club, um, it was really a serious injury that sort of he just hasn't really ha- necessarily been the same player since then, and uh, you know quite understandable at the same time, but. Again, Whitby Town fans will have seen before that injury just how lethal he can be in front of the goal or what a natural predator is in the uh, striking areas.
3: Yeah, well, obviously I've worked with Brad now for for a couple of years. Obviously, you know, the the season that was brought to an end early, um, obviously for probably 10 weeks or so. And then last season. So obviously last season with Brad, for me, um what I, did, what I did see in terms of, obviously, the goal, his goal return, we know Brad can do, obviously, a lot better than he did. Uh, but Hayes probably took a lot of that away, um, being the main man. And, again, my talk about the mental side of things. Sometimes that can, can have an effect. But as far as a footballer goes and the position that he plays, um, you know, he's, he's, one of, he's one of the best I've seen in, in non-league for what he actually does. Um, his movement, he's unselfish sometimes it sometimes disadvantages him because he's, he's probably two or three steps ahead sometimes of of players he, he kind of sees pitches and other players don't see that so for me big season for Brad I think the first the first aim is obviously to you know stay as injury free as possible uh, we got a great return from him last season I think I think part of that is is due to Brad and the way he he, he looks after himself and and our fitness guy David Rush, obviously put a lot of time in with him as well. The, the, the both of them get along. Um, the look at programs that suit Brad, um, but you know, as, as things stand at this moment, we've got him and Giles who are our main men at the top end of the pitch, and I think I think the fact that Fuse is there, and you know, he probably knows that. I think he'll excel, um, and I honestly do believe that you know, with the players that we've brought in, Nicky Walker, there'll be, you know, another one coming in. Uh, as far as, you know, the attacking options go, um, we're, we're at an advanced stage with that one. Um, this will all help Brad, Brad Fuster because what it is, it's ammunition for Brad. Um, and and we, like you've just said there, we, we know what he does when he, when he gets in that box or just outside the box. He, he pulls a trigger and, and, and most of the time he hits the target. So I think, I think, if any concerns are free I think we're in for a, for a massive season from Brad yeah
2: so well obviously uh, you know keeping an eye out for what um, happens elsewhere across um, you know the next few weeks in terms of bringing players in um, just before we, we end tonight um, obviously pre-season now just less than a month away before the first game um, at home to Hansworth. so what sort of things have you got planned for the next couple of weeks in terms of uh, pre-season training
3: yeah so we're going to start on Tuesday the 21st um, you know putting the lads through the paces, it's, you know, we're going to gradually do that. We're not just going to get them in and, and hammer them. Um, everything's with a, a progressive aim, obviously, for the first game of the season on August 13th. So we'll get them into, you know, some kind of physical shape in terms of the first game against Hansworth. Um, And then, like I say, it's a case of bringing them all along slowly, um, all of them getting enough game time. And certainly the, you know, the last two or three games you'll you'll kind of see a a shape taking place uh with a view to obviously the start of the uh the season on the 13th. But um yeah, looking forward to getting back into pre-season. I'm sure the boys are as well, even though you know it can be quite hard for them. Um, we've got to get over the challenge of obviously holidays and things like that, which every team has to. Do. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be a big pre-season for us and, and for me and Bully, particularly losing our you know, 33 goal striker and Jacob Hazel. It, it, it fills a massive void on paper, but, you know, we, we're confident that, you know, with the recruitment that we've done, the other players, well, the, the players that hopefully we can get in, um, we think we've got a team there that can, uh, can score goals from all different areas. So, fingers crossed we can pull that off. But, yeah, it'll, it'll all be visible in pre-season.
2: Yeah, and in terms of the opposition as well, that we managed to get together, um, a really well-planned out pre-season campaign. It's looking like, and uh, different types of teams, which is only going to be beneficial going into the season. Um, getting those tests where we be the underdogs, and also that that game of, you know, obviously we're trying to take the game to opposition where they're expected to get the the three points if it were in a competitive uh, scenario.
3: Yeah, well, what what the what the the program does for us, like you say, it gives us a. Different challenges in in different ways, really, with a level of opposition. Um, I think the the most important thing through pre season is obviously getting minutes into the players. But what what each challenge does it it gives us it gives a different it gives us a different outlook on how we need to play in, in games throughout the season. So um, what we found is last year, obviously the w, w teams that you know put the low block on with two banks of four um, last season, we really struggled to. Uh, to unlock the doors when teams did that. And they tended to be the teams near the bottom. So again, we've selected opposition where we think that, you know, we will have line share of possession where we can take the game to teams. We expect them to defend them. And then it's, it's about us working on things to, to do that. Ultimately, we've got teams from higher up, your Darlingtons and your Middlesbrough, if you like, where, you know, you'd expect those teams to have the line share of possession. So then that's a, a particular time for us to, to work on our defensive uh, qualities, if you like an organisation but ultimately it's you know it's set up for counter attacking how can we break fast uh, and do damage at the other end so it's it's only seven games it's it's a lot less than what we we played last pre-season but me and Lee think it's it's the right amount to get the players into you know the the physical condition that we need them to get without overexerting them and pushing them because what we found is obviously once the season started we you know we got through a period where we were injury free but then when the when the injuries came, they were, you know, it was like the Alamo. They just, they kept coming. So we're, we're trying to look after the players. The fact we've only got a, a smallish squad with 18-19. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to what pre-season brings. Yeah, well, uh, Nathan, thank
2: you for your time this evening. And we uh, we'll certainly look forward to getting back out there uh, for pre-season on uh, Saturday night for July. Uh, Handsworth, the visitors on that one, to get the ball rolling once again. Cheers,
3: Liam. Top man.
2: Well, that was the Whitby Town joint manager, Nathan
0: Haslam, talking to Liam Ryder here on the podcast. A massive thank you to Nathan for joining us on the show and as well to Whitby Town's new signing, Nicky Walker. He's arrived from Liversedge. He spoke to me at the top of the show as well here on the podcast on Whitby Town Radio, sponsored by Havencrest B&B Whitby. A massive thank you to Chris and everyone at Havencrest for sponsoring Whitby Town Radio, of course, the only place that you will be here, able to hear every single minute of the Seasiders 2022-23 campaign with myself, Paul Connolly, with Liam Ryder, Matty Ayton, and Andrew Snaith across the season. A reminder of a couple of events coming up for the Seasiders. The 3rd of July sees Whitby Town at the bandstand. We'll be doing a collection for the uh, Whitby Town Foundation. The Yabbers will be playing live from 2 till 4 o'clock. And as well a chance to get your hands on some seaside's merchandise. Then of course the pre-season schedule gets underway. With Hansworth visiting the Tobar Express Stadium at the Turnbull Ground on July 9th. The big one this year of course as ever is Gala Day. Plenty to uh, look forward to there. 10 hours of live music at the Tobar Express Stadium. As well as plenty of attractions for kids. Plenty of stores. Junior five-a-side football as well. So plenty going on on the day there. That's uh, on Sunday, the 24th of July. It's £5 entry for adults. um, And, of course, children go free for that one. But all that remains to be said then is thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Thank you to Nathan Haslam and Nicky Walker for joining us. We'll be back next week with some reaction from Whitby's first pre-season training session. Until then, thank you very much for listening and goodbye.